Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. The following is a Joy Road Media production. Check out all the great Joy Road Media podcasts like The Truth Cast, an improvised supernatural soap opera. I don't think you can refer to ghosts as ghosts anymore. Oh, this is absurd. I'm a ghost. You can say it, you but can say we ghost. can't ah. say it. Great Lakes Confidential, a road trip through the folklore and history of Michigan. The Edmund Fitzgerald was a bit of a celebrity on the lakes. You know, when I say we celebrate, we don't really celebrate. It's no. more of a memorial. Yeah. We're not, you know, going out for drink specials on the Edmund Fitzgerald Day. You made me watch a lighthearted look at movies. Let's really zoom in on Kiefer Sutherland's bat feet. <laughs> Gently clamped onto a pole, just like a chip clip. And brand new to the network, the Burt Selleck Podcast. It's a roundtable discussion of stupidity and bad ideas. Bathhouse Skate Park. With a shooting range. <laughs> and an arcade. And a yeah. driving range. Arcades if we're going to do a shooting truck. range, you have to do a driving range, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. But like arcade, too. All the great Joy Road Media podcasts are available where you found this one. Now enjoy your show. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like Next time we'll watch something I like But I can't believe you made me watch So my name is Allison Bobbitt and I'm here with my husband, Mike Bobbitt Hey, baby. You made me watch Midnight Run. I did. Uh, You made me watch Dick Tracy the Mm -hmm. week before. So I said I was going to see your Pacino and raise you a De Niro and a Joey Pant. Italiano. Yes, you did. (laughs) I thought these were uh, good companion movies because this one also features a lot of character actors. Uh, Yafet Koto's in it. John Ashton. Uh, that people probably most know him from Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Farina, of course. Joey Pants. Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin, yep. Joey Pants. His hair is amazing to me in everything he's in. <laughs> <laughs> he but... really doesn't have a movie that he uh, has disappointing hair no, in. No, there's like, always something going on. Yeah, in insane. Running Scared, he has that rooster thing going yeah. on. In Goonies, he has the toupee yes yeah he also has a toupee in uh the sopranos he has like a weird like caesar haircut but it's a wig Mm -hmm. it's very funny uh and then also philip baker hall from that people probably mostly know from boogie nights is in this as well Mm -hmm. and then my all-time favorite character actor i completely forgot that he was in this 
uh, just a very small role as the diner counter man, mm-hmm. uh, Tracy Walter. Tracy Walter yeah. from uh, from Repo Man. Yes, I know. As soon as um, as soon as De Niro walked into the diner, I was like, "Hey, look at it's it's Tracy Walter." Yeah, <laughs> he's just got like a teeny tiny part. Like he has like maybe one shot where you can see like his entire face. Right. But it's it's mostly like over the shoulder from the side. Yeah, yeah I, that was nice. I was so delighted by that. Yeah, that was. I lovely. know it, it's silly, but no, I, I love, love seeing, seeing Tracy, Tracy Walter. Yeah, I movie. love seeing Tracy Walter and stuff. One of his first movies, by the way, with Pacino, is a uh, Serpico. Hmm. He's totally uncredited. He just plays like a, a homeless dude sitting on the <laughs> I was street. Just gonna say, I'm like, was he a homeless crazy guy? Yep. He's uh, uncredited as street urchin. Love it. It was like four years after that until he got another role, mm. which was in Annie Hall. Yeah. Tracy Walter, I hope you live forever because uh, you are the reason I am fascinated with character actors. Yeah, that's true. I thought this movie was okay. Yeah, you said it was about 30 minutes too long. And it's, uh, it's very a little, it's, little over two hours yeah. long, which is long for a comedy. It's a lot of the same shtick over and over again. Like, Do you want to do the minute yeah. recap? Begin. Um, Robert De Niro is a disgraced Chicago cop because he's a good guy and didn't want to be on the mafia payroll. So now he's working in L.A. as a bounty hunter. Um the bail bondsman who he usually works for is like hey there's a guy who ripped off the mafia for 15 million dollars and he jumped bond i need you to bring him back or i'm out four hundred and fifty thousand dollars." so robert de niro tracks him down in new york and it turns out that the mafia guy that he screwed over is the same guy who tried to get him on the payroll in chicago and it's an adventure of him trying to get this um his, he's Charles Grodin, trying to get him from New York to L.A. before midnight on Friday. Adventures abound. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You're really trying to stretch it out for the I last know. eight I'm seconds. I'm like, uh, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So um, Charles Grodin is the former accountant for this for, mafia for guy. For the mafia, but he didn't know he was. He didn't he know he was. He thought he was a... Uh, an accountant for a legit business, and then when he found out that he was act- it was actually a front for this uh, mafia guy played by Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina. Um, he stole. Farina. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jimmy Serrano is the name of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stole 15 million dollars and gave a bunch of it to charities. To charity. Yeah. So. So yeah. So Dennis Farina put a hit out on Charles Grodin. Yes. So they're trying to bribe. Robert De Niro to be like, hey, when you track him down, don't give him to the bail bondsman. I want you to bring him to Jimmy Serrano so we can kill him. Yep. And Yafik Koto plays the FBI. The FBI who's like, listen, we're trying to nail Jimmy Serrano. So I really need you not to get in the way of that with whatever the hell you're doing here trying to get this. The Duke is what he's called. Yep. (laughs) Which is hilarious because it's fucking Charles Grodin. (laughs) Yeah. Well, his character is Mardukas. So they. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of build it up like he's this big mafia dude, but he's just he's, he's just, just an accountant. He's just some dude. Yeah. He pretends that he's afraid to fly. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. And so he has a mild freak out on the plane and they get kicked off. So they have to take a train and then there's another bounty hunter 
who got sent after him because the bail bondsman is like, how come they didn't get off the flight? What's going on? So they sends another bounty hunter after him and they have to keep ditching whatever mode of transportation they're taking because Robert De Niro like steals Yafet Koto's FBI badge and is using it to like impersonate him to get the prisoner across the country. Yeah, it's it's sort of um cat and mouse road trip. Yeah. It's not that they have no chemistry. I don't want to say that they have no chemistry. They just don't have the best chemistry. Like, it's not... Who? Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin? Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Their characters or them as actors? I just wasn't really feeling it between the two of them. Maybe it was them as actors. I mean, I know that they got along pretty well Mm -hmm. um, on the set, but... It, and like I said, it's not like they had no chemistry. It, it wasn't like, oh my god, like yeah. Well, I mean, they, two duds. They weren't supposed to until the very end. I know, but I I felt that like yeah, they weren't like them coming together was kind of seemed like a stretch for me. I guess I don't know. Okay. I love this. I love the chemistry between them. It's there not were, terrible. It's yeah. just not. It's not like how I'm trying to think of like a comparable movie this isn't totally a a great comparison but like rush hour okay two people who don't get along in the beginning who become stronger together what was the jason bateman melissa mccarthy one oh um i can't remember yeah but yeah yeah something like that where it's like you can see why they come together It, it felt a little bit forced not entirely but it just didn't feel so natural that they would begin to sympathize with one another and like become friends i mean like they have a really good final scene together um one of the things that robert de niro's character does is he wears a watch from his Mm ex-wife like even though they haven't been together in like almost 10 years and yeah his the crooked cops in chicago end up planting drugs in de niro's house Mm -hmm. to make it look like he's crooked and uh to make things even worse De Niro's wife leaves him thinking he's crooked for an actually crooked cop who is so crooked that he becomes like captain. Yeah, he's like kind of the big wig there. And apparently De Niro has a kid with her, too, that he also hasn't seen in like almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. But she's obviously she's remarried. She has another child as well. And um like she's moved on so one of the things that um charles grodin is telling him to do is like why don't you get a new watch and he's like i can't get rid of it you know i i keep thinking she'll come back he's like i don't think she's gonna come back you know it's she's clearly moved way on and so one of the things that because he gives away charles grodin's watch to like in exchange for stealing whatever truck they're stealing mm-hmm. he gives charles grodin the watch and it's like, here you go, like, something to remember our adventure by. And then Charles Grodin is like, hey, come back. Hold on. And he gives him a money belt that he had strapped to him the whole time because he lets Charles Grodin go instead of turning him in. So he has a chance to escape and get away and continue hiding and not face consequences for what he's done. So Charles Grodin is like, man, he's really going to let me go and in turn is going to lose out on like a hundred thousand dollars um that he was going to get from the bondsman so charles gordon gives him something like three hundred thousand dollars yeah 
So you didn't like the chemistry between them. Here are I didn't some dislike it. I just didn't think it was as strong as I wanted it to be. Okay. Here are some of the other people considered for Mardukas, and I wonder what you would think of them. Mm-hmm. Albert Brooks. Okay. I think of all of these that I'm going to tell you, Albert Brooks is the closest to Charles Grodin. Yeah. Uh, this one I could not see at all. Bruce Willis. That would just be no, weird casting. That would be weird casting. And yeah. I don't think they would have meshed well together. No. And then Cher. Interesting choice. Yeah, but. I don't think it would have worked. They didn't want it to seem like there was sexual chemistry, so they decided to uh, keep Mardukas as a guy. Mm-hmm. And then, well, here are a couple different teams that they had for um, Jack and John. Jack being De Niro and John Mardukas being Groden. Uh, Bill Murray and Steve Martin. Okay. That would have been a completely different movie. That would have been a completely different movie. Yeah. This one, I could not see these actors getting along at all. Harrison Ford as Jack Walsh mm-hmm. and Chevy Chase no. as Mardukas. Oh, no. absolutely not. I could not see that happening at I all. I can't see anyone getting along with Chevy Chase except for Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. Here's a bunch of people that were considered for Jack Walsh. Mel Gibson, Kurt Russell, Michael mm-hmm. Keaton, Richard Gere. Couldn't see that. Burt Reynolds. I could see that. I could see Michael Keaton. Clint Eastwood. You know, Clint Eastwood did some comedic roles in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. Like Any Which Way But Loose and Any Which mm-hmm. Way He Can. And so it would have been kind of neat to see this. Like, I think this is De Niro at his comedy best. I think so, too. Like, I was trying to, when I was watching him, I was like, yeah, I don't see him do a lot of comedy. But then no. I was like, oh, he's in, you know, like, Meet the Parents. Meet and, the Fockers and, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I think. And he's good playing I think, it yeah, this and like Meet that. the Parents are probably his two best comedic roles. Yeah, but he does it by very much playing a straight man. Yeah, he's just like one degree off of what he normally does. Yeah. Charles Bronson could not see that happening mm-hmm. at all. No. Gene Hackman cannot, no. even though Gene Hackman's been in comedies. No. He couldn't do that. Yeah. No. Don Johnson, Tommy Lee Jones. I don't know. I think Tommy Lee Jones might have been able to because he did uh, Men you know, in Based Black. on Men in Black, yeah. John Travolta, nope. No. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sylvester Stallone. No. No. No, I think what worked for this movie is that Robert De Niro is such a good actor. Mm-hmm. And he is playing a straight man while, while basically the chaos is happening around him. I mean, he is doing some of the like scheming because he's like impersonating, you know, a, a, an FB, he's impersonating Alfred Cotto. Yeah. But he has like this as cute Alonzo scene. Mosley. As Alonzo yeah. Mosley. But he has this cute scene where he's on the airplane like after he's taken the fbi badge but there's you know there's a photo on the inside so he's like taking a picture and like a photo booth or whatever so he's like <laughs> i love gluing. that scene it's so cute there's like a little kid sitting next to him like watching and uh he like places the picture he like glues it down and he like shows it to him and the kid's like it looks good to me <laughs> like, yeah. i just love that little kid's delivery it's so cute mm-hmm. um charles groden ended up improvising a lot of his stuff too which i i thought was really cool i kind of got that their dialogue felt a little bit more natural i felt like i wanted it to be a little bit softer between them like not so like i guess i wanted de niro to soften a little bit more a little faster i like that he stayed really rigid because it makes the end of 
you know, all he wanted to do was get Charles Grodin to L.A. by Midnight Friday, and he does, Mm -hmm. and then he lets him go. Yeah. I like that he plays his cards so close to his chest because he has so many mixed feelings on this. Like, if he had let Charles Grodin go to the FBI, then- He would have gone to prison, and he he would have gotten murdered. No, he would have been able to testify against Serrano, and then- uh, Jack Walsh would have been able to kind of get revenge on Serrano for ruining his life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if he had gotten him to Joey Pants, then yes, he would have gotten killed in prison. But I like it that he did it his own way. Yeah. He's like, like he no. had his own code. And yeah. I, I this I, I do like, really like the way that it came together where he was like, at some point he he ends up losing the Duke. And mm-hmm. the Duke ends up with Serrano. Yep. He's like, listen, they're going to kill him. But he's told me all of this information. I don't have proof, but I think we can we can bring him down. Mm-hmm. And he literally is like wheeling and dealing while he's like in custody. Yeah. They're like, here, you can make your couple phone calls. He makes two phone calls and is like, all right, I'm ready to make a deal. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And I liked when he's on the plane and they're wiring him up and he's like, I like this. I feel like I'm a cop again. Oh, God. I love that line. It's so It's such a like, oh, like that's a yeah. nice moment. Man, De Niro is so good. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Yeah. I love this movie. I, I liked it. I wasn't like, I love it. But yeah. No, I, I, I got that. Um, it just felt a little bit too long. Yeah. I, I, I could see that. This is one that De Niro has wanted to make a sequel to for the longest time, but never did. Unfortunately, there was a sequel made to this, Mm -hmm. which has multiple titles, mostly known as Another Midnight Run, starring my co-star from, uh, you gotta be kidding, Chris McDonald as Jack Walsh. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah. And taking over the bail bondsman role, the Joey Pants role, is Dan Hadea as Joey Pants. Okay. Yeah. It looks like it was a made-for-TV movie, maybe, in Probably. 1994. Either there were three different sequels to this starring mm-hmm. Chris McDonald, or um, I, I don't know. No. Or there were three made-for-television movies in 1994. <laughs> oh, my God. That, uh, you know, I... I like Chris McDonald a, a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's great. Been to his house. I'm I know sure I've told that on the podcast before, yeah. too. That, Wore his uh, bathroom, walked his dog. Yeah. What, my <laughs> picture. <sounds> creepy. <laughs> yeah. My picture on IMDb is me wearing Chris McDonald's bathrobe, walking Chris McDonald's dog. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I like Chris McDonald a lot, but Chris McDonald is no Robert De Niro. No. I love Chris McDonald. He's a great character actor. I personally think of him as a character actor because he's so iconic in as like Shooter McGavin. Yeah, I, I just can't see him as a grizzled Chicago cop working as a bounty hunter. No, but he's great in hacks, like Yeah. Like he, he just But has, he's like a talent agent. Like that's he's more smarmy. He's not Yeah, like he has smarmy energy. Yeah. Not not grizzled code of ethics. I can see him as a cop, but not Jack Walsh. Yeah. And, you know, that's okay. 
Yeah. He's still awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Chris McDonald. Dude, he's great. I, I think he's fantastic. I like his Dan daughter, yeah. Hannah, a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. I think she is extremely talented. And, uh, you know, it's it's her film that he and I are both yeah. in. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I can't see him as Jack Walsh. It would be interesting if they were able to do a sequel with Robert De Niro and Charles Gordon, unfortunately. Yeah, Charles, Charles Gordon. Gordon passed away this year. Yeah, who else from this died? You Yafet Koto. Oh, yeah, Yafet Koto. That was so sad. I, oh, Yafet Koto is another one of those mm-hmm. actors who, man, he's just... God, he's iconic, I feel like. He's oh, one yeah. of those actors where you're just like, but his how, presence is... How different is his role in this from Alien? Where he's like this blue-collar... Yeah, he's just a space miner. Space miner, and yeah. then this, where he's like a big, uptight FBI FBI agent. He's so good. Yeah, God, he's so fucking good. He had a fever during the entire Did he filming really? of this too. Yeah. Well, he was really funny because the other agents have to keep saying shit to like piss him off. Mm-hmm. They keep missing him, um, missing getting Jack Walsh or you know getting the Duke and. <laughs> They keep getting outsmarted or whatever. And there's one where he's eating in a diner and the (laughs) two other agents come in and they're like, hey, this is for you. And he's like, is this going to upset me? (laughs) And they're like, um, yeah, it's it's probably going to. And he's just like, God damn it. Like, or they'll say, like, I wonder how he like when they when um, Jack figures out that he's in New York, he's like. Huh, I wonder how he found him so fast. And Yafakoto just looks at them like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it's another reason that we're going to have to watch Running Man because Yafakoto is also in that. And I brought that up when we talked about Cutting Edge because mm-hmm. Cutting Edge was Paul Michael Glazer. Yeah. Um, directed it the year after he directed Running Man. So mm-hmm. I, I just want to warn you that Running Man is going to be coming sooner than later and you are not going to enjoy it. Great. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be. No, I mean, I'm not, but I'm being nice. Yeah, Fekoto. So he was really great in this. I mean, I really feel like the whole cast was really good. Here's some interesting facts about Yafet Koto. Mm-hmm. Jewish, which Anytime I think of someone who's black and Jewish, mm-hmm. I always think it was just Sammy Davis Jr., which is stupid. <laughs> no. But Yafet, in fact, is a Jewish name. Mm-hmm. Uh, means beautiful in Hebrew. Oh, that's lovely. He was in on the short list for actors to play John Luke Picard. Really? Yep. Ooh. That would have been a very different show, but very cool. Yeah. And- I could have seen it. I could have seen it. He has the captain picard energy i think i think this would have changed this role drastically but he turned down lando calrissian (gasps) yeah it would have been completely different yeah he was uh living in the philippines when he died earlier this year in march so well um was was he just living there because that's did it, did it say anything like no uh, undisclosed cause of death but I, he was a year younger than my dad yeah so. he was i know he was older um but i guess still not that old like he was the youngest actor to play a james bond villain up until i'm sure mm-hmm. remy malik yeah and uh he's also the first black actor to play a james bond villain oh very cool yeah he's very funny the and it's it's great because he really only has to just like 
move his body or look look make a certain face to be hilarious in this Mm -hmm. um it's pretty fun and uh i do like the energy between him and de niro because i like when he starts to see de niro like wheel and deal and like kind of act like a cop where he's like oh he's not just some idiot i really love that switch like you can see the wheels turning in his head where he's like oh this guy isn't a joke. He really is trying to do the right thing. Yeah, there are... I love that so transformation. It, it's one of those things where there are moments in this, with like that scene that you're talking about, mm-hmm. what you said before about De Niro, when he, the way he delivers the whole line when he's getting wired, you know, about mm-hmm. it making him feel like a cop. It's just like, whoa. I mean, phenomenal acting. Yeah. It's directed by Martin Brest, who... Boobs. Um, <laughs> boobs. He uh, also directed Scent of a Woman and Beverly Hills mm-hmm. Cop. And uh, <laughs> the last thing he directed was uh, Geely, which Ooh. he also wrote. Oh, honey. So that apparently, I never saw Geely. I saw the beginning and I turned it off. Yeah. It's a career killer, apparently. He has not really done anything since. Wow. Yeah, I don't think he killed himself afterwards or anything. Like, I think he's still alive. That's being good. Yeah, but man, it makes me kind of want to watch Geely and just see how bad is this movie? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I was I got about maybe 20 minutes into it and I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. (laughs) Yeah, but that was back when it came out and i think i like rented it on netflix or something like back when you could still get the discs (laughs) it's the last movie that he wrote and the last movie that he directed maybe he's just producing now nope he is not a producer wow his most recent credits he gets special thanks in gone baby gone and capone but maybe uh, he's like a consultant or something (laughs) yeah people are like how do we not make geely how do we not make geely well gone baby gone is uh Clint Eastwood, I believe. I thought uh, Ben Affleck did Gone Baby Gone. Yes, you are correct, actually. And yeah, Ben yeah. Affleck did Geely, so... Yeah. Maybe he works with Ben Affleck. I don't know. But, you know, silently. He also has a cameo in this movie playing yeah, the, uh, the um, airline ticket airline clerk. Tic- yeah. He's also... I don't know if you... Um, how well you remember Beverly Hills Cop. I, it was one it's of those movies while, that I but... watched over and over and over again so when i was brother. a kid <laughs> so uh, my brother he also plays the beverly palms hotel checkout clerk okay which is kind of funny because when he showed up in midnight run i was like wait a second he looks familiar so he's basically playing he could essentially be playing the same character yeah. he just changed jobs he just got a new job yeah that's funny yeah yep. it's been a long time since i've seen beverly hills cop but yeah my brother used to watch it because he like i watch the same shit over and over again yeah well i'm sorry that you didn't love this movie but i'm I'm glad that you liked it and i will agree that yeah you could probably tighten it up by 30 minutes (laughs) yeah yeah there was just a lot of kind of repeated it was the same thing but in a different slightly different setting yeah jack Um, kehoe who plays joey pants assistant basically and he's also in dick tracy mm -hmm. and, and he's one of those people who's he was also in Serpico with uh, oh, that's funny. Tracy Walter mm-hmm. and uh, like he's in The Sting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like he's just one of those character actor who has been in tons of stuff. 
we get a couple shots of him running to a payphone to narc out. <laughs> narc out where um, De Niro to te- is. To yeah. tell where De Niro is, he calls the mafia guy. Yeah, and it's like, eh, we didn't really need to go to that twice. Yeah, he does it a couple of times. I feel like he even does it three times. And I'm like, this is... Yeah, like, we, we get it. We get it. He's the yeah. narc. The girl who plays his daughter, Danielle Duclos, mm-hmm. uh, here's another uh, Joey Pants connection. Uh, she has uh, a song on the Eddie and the Cruiser soundtrack. Oh, cute. Yeah. That's uh, cute. She's a Broadway uh, singer now. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's very adorable. Mm-hmm. And I think... Yeah, she's like... 10 years she's, old when this was made yeah i mean i think she's supposed to be like maybe 12 or 13 mm-hmm. it's an interesting scene because she's just kind of like stunned that he's there and it is nice that he hugs her it's a very heavy scene because it's like hey i'm showing up at my ex-wife's house to ask for money because i'm on the run and also my daughter's here who i haven't seen in nine years so hey yeah I, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be a big emotional, like, crashing, crazy scene because that's not really the focus of the movie. But I actually think that they did it pretty nicely by acknowledging kind of the weight of the situation. But I don't know. I, I think they actually handled that scene pretty well, in my yeah. opinion, because yeah, no, I, I feel I, like I totally it could have been overdone or underdone or it could have been too emotional or it could have been not emotional enough i guess and i feel like it hit like a pretty decent balance where it didn't feel too artificial i guess right i feel like when i was looking up trivia for this movie i came across some sort of connection to michigan and i'm frantically looking for where it is because in our facebook group joe apel manages to find them all the time yeah yeah the writers of dick tracy both from michigan and i totally missed that so um yeah yeah so definitely like oh damn i didn't know that please go into our facebook group where you can find all the weird trivia that i miss uh or at least the michigan connections because joe apel Joe Abel will know it all. Yeah, he he knows his movies. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's always nice. And I'm so happy for Joe. Joe was uh, last few years working on a show called Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And it is now available on HBO Max. Yes. So that would be a weird crossover if anyone's like, <laughs> hmm, Midnight Run, let me listen to that episode. Oh, God, I've been, I want to check out. <laughs> well, some people might have small children who. Yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah, I mean, I want to watch it now because our son, Benji, loves dinosaurs. He does love dinosaurs. So, yeah, it's very thrilling to me that, uh, that a buddy of mine. Yeah, it is fun when your friend's stuff is on TV. Yeah, like, because hey. like Joe has been working in animation for ever g- for quite some time. Over twenty and years, probably. a lot of it has been kids' animation. So I haven't really had an opportunity to watch it. But now that we have a kid, I get to watch all this stuff that yeah, Joe's we get to been watch all of it because we're like, time. oh, hooray! Yeah, yeah, that's been pretty fun. Yeah, and I, I can't wait till next time Joe's in Michigan and we can tell Benji, like, hey, you know that dinosaur show that you like? 
Joe worked on it. That. And then Benji can just go, ah. I'll be like, I don't care because yeah, I'm yeah. two. <laughs> I don't understand that cartoons are made by people. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of things that are made by people, you made our Instagram. I did. Yeah. So join us on Instagram. Join us on our Facebook group mm-hmm. and uh, keep enjoying the show. Let us know what you think. And as always, thank you so much for joining us. It yeah. really means a lot to the two of us. It's kind of surreal to me that anyone listens. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the fact that, you know, a decent amount of people are listening. I know. It's kind of it's it's exciting to know that people are enjoying what we're putting out there because yeah. we we're just we were just doing this for fun because we're in quarantine. <laughs> we needed something to do to connect with each other because we couldn't leave the house. And now it's it's a it's turned into this really nice thing where now we can still connect to each other um, because we have a, a little baby who's crazy. And Before, it used to weird me out that people who don't know us would be like, oh, let's let's see what the Bobbits have to say about <laughs> Streets of Fire. Yeah. <laughs> but it almost weirds me out more that people we know listen to the show because I'm like, aren't you tired of us right now? <laughs> Like, no, you're all right. If you want to know what we thought of Frankenhooker, you can just call us and yeah, ask. Yeah, you can just ask. They're yeah. like, no, we want to listen to your ridiculous conversation about it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It is incredibly flattering, and we appreciate you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, all right. guys. So I can't wait to see what you spring on me next week, baby. You're going to hate it. Oh, well, just be prepared. As of right now, what I have coming for you after that is Running Man. Fuck yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. I love you. I love you too. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.